Thanks for tuning in to Campaigns of the Plains channel. Catch new material every Friday on YouTube, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Now, on with the show. And welcome back to Campaigns of the Plains. Last time, guys, uh, the team had just finished up uh, dealing with Ifrit, and had taken a short rest in the bathhouse before heading on over to uh, Sparks University to speak with a couple of professors uh, about a multiple, multitude of things, uh, specifically the Allegan alloy that has uh, currently been traveling along Milos's body, as well as the cursed scythe that Asher currently has. Um, seemed like uh, the professor was able or would be able to uh, perform a surgery to uh, remove the metal from Milos's body um, and also it seems like there is another professor that is uh, willing to take a look at the cursed item that is currently attached to Asher um, so the party kind of split its ways a little bit uh, with Din and Ellie deciding to go along with Asher um, Ellie, trying to catch one of the mechanical birds uh, flitting around campus, actually caught something quite different. Uh, a small messenger from Maester, Grand Maester Gregorius uh, of the church in Adalas, telling her that conditions looked dire in the city, as it seemed like the fireflies in the city were going nowhere, no matter how many sendings were being performed, and that it seemed like Viziraraj had usurped the title of Grand Maester, was heading up the church, uh, as well as apparently dealing with a woman in a half-mask. So, um, Maester said that he had sent word ahead to Saphras uh, for Ellie to be able to get to the Temple of Leviathan, so that way she could complete her pilgrimage there, as well as perhaps send some help for equipment to deal with this threat. Um, on their way out of the professor's study, Becky and Milos and Marquise were approached by a shadow that crept along the hallway and left a letter from Marquise, a letter from his other self, stating that he had unlocked some memories about a family named Ravendahl, currently in Sapphras. And that, if he wants to ensure their safety, that he should head there himself to turn over his body. So, we will pick up from there. So, three of you have just encountered this. Uh, Marquise, you read the letter. Are you sharing it all, or are you tucking away? Um, so it, it's... I don't remember who's here. It's, it's Becky and Milos. Uh, well, it appears that I have business Sapphris now. Didn't, didn't we before? Well, I have new business, at least personal now. Okay, well, we, we had to go in there anyway. Um, Queena told us to check that place out because um, it's been liberated. And I know um, Ellie had to talk to someone at the library. Um... And she has um, Leviathan there. 
it's it's the our author of Marquis books that Emma yep. wants to talk to. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we're planning on going to Saffir's anyway, so it makes sense that we would uh, do where. Uh, I don't, do you have a specific place in Saffir's you need to go, or is it just the city itself? Uh, I guess I don't know if it said anything. In, I don't think it, it said didn't say any specifics. specifics. No, uh, there's really no specifics on where in Saffir's, but well, hopefully we find your thing while we're in the city, but. Uh, it's quite a ways. It's it's if I remember correctly, DM. It's like a week or two's journey. Uh, yeah, it uh, is probably um, by Chocobo, uh, about nine days uh, to the border from Ephraster, since Ephraster is way on the eastern side of Rubus itself. Right. Well, perhaps Nico will have the ship in uh, working order, and it will not be as as long of a journey, but we uh, will have to go talk to him um, after this. Um, let's let's head to the library and perhaps we can do some research. What exactly we want to do? Oh, I have a little of this. Just various things? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, hopefully Asher isn't doesn't need our help for anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I guess we'll, I'll lead the way to the library. Um, so yeah, I mean, you go back down to the base uh, floor and um, head into um, kind of the central area of this building, um, of the of Conus, um building, and you reach the door, and once you reach the door, you open them up, and there are, like, a number of different changes that have taken place since uh, your time in school, Milos. As you open the doors, you see that this area is probably about twice as large now. So they have probably uh, expanded by knocking down, like, maybe some of the church study areas um, and expanding out into, like, these fresh new sections. Um, there is a sweeping library here as, uh, there are two stories to this library. Um, a number of books you can see are actually flying around by themselves, not like flapping their wings or anything, but like sorting themselves almost. Um, and you see, uh, a number of caretakers here in these, uh, facilities with the same red robes. Uh, for Akanis, uh, they're kind of doing somatic things while they're kind of moving books around, perhaps with telekinesis um, or any different spells. But um, yeah, the, this particular library, main portion of it, um, is definitely old. The stone here has been set for quite some time, enough that there are a number of grooves worn into the stone in certain spots, um, where it actually, like, most people have been getting, like, basic materials. Um, the staircase up to the second levels are on either left or right-hand side in this older section, and they are a, um, like, wrought iron, uh, spiral staircase up to uh, the second level that has this balcony that appears out. A number of seats uh, up top as well for, like, reading areas. Um, 
But then also, another thing catches um, your eye. There are a couple of, um, like, straight-up, like, Machina people walking around. The first that you guys have seen. There are probably about six of them in this library that you see. Um, it's very strange, uh, as you guys have never seen a Warforged before. Um, as they would be considered Machina and probably outlawed by the church. They're sentient. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, yeah. There's a number of people. Uh, there's a front desk, too, um, with uh, an older Loxodon uh, female. Um, she has this big, like, thick rim uh, set of glasses kind of sat uh, on the mid of her trunk. Uh, and she is turning pages like, on one book in front of her with, uh, her trunk, but she is also on her left and right, also reading two other books and flipping pages with her hands. Would I know if there is a, like, reference section, like, so we can look it up ourselves, or is this the type of thing you just ask and they, like, bring you to exactly where you need to find it? Usually books are checked out, um and brought to you at a sitting area, and then you mm. can take them outside of the library, as they are usually one-of-a-kind, not reprints or anything like that, so... Gotcha. So it's, this is the book I need, go get it for me, and I will meet you upstairs in the sitting Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I will relay that to Becky, be like, okay, give the nice... Uh, person at the desk, a very detailed description of what type of book you need. If you have the name, great. If not, like, the genre. Uh, and she'll go find the book for you. Uh, okay. Once you get a little bit closer to the desk, uh, you actually uh, recognize this woman. She has been the same librarian since you were a small cub. Uh, her name is Dira, and she is kind of this... Um, Paler, kind of not quite albino, but uh, definitely more on the white side. Um, Loxodon, and uh, she has these great like brass hoop uh, earrings uh, in her ears that she like flicks every once in a while, and they sound kind of like um, little chimes when she does so. Um, and she is just the sweetest old lady that uh, probably has been at the library maybe even another 60 years before you were born. So she's been doing this for quite a while. And I will add, Dira is amazing. She knows this place like the back of her hand, back of her trunk. Either way, <laughs> she's great. Just be nice. Of course, I'm always nice. Um, I, I go up and I say, Hi, love the earring. Hi, I'm Becky. Oh, hello, Becky. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, say, this is my friend Milos. He's showing me around. Uh, told me that this is a great place to find a book. She immediately recognizes Milos, and she stands up from what she's doing, and she, like, reaches across the, the table and, like, grabs his cheeks and gives them a good, like, like, pull, and she goes, You know, this little whippersnapper snuck out in the middle of the night, and would go into sections he shouldn't be reading. Not terrible materials, but way beyond his uh, level, but that's okay. Nerd! <laughs> um, no, she would say, uh, oh, really? He was naughty? I, 
If reading books is naughty, oh, have a little more respect. Um, so yeah, we found ourselves in town and uh, just wanted to look up a couple of things. Um, first off, uh, I was looking for a book on beasts. Um, uh, anything really like big and powerful, um, you know, whether living or extinct, uh, no preference, you know, just, uh, to, uh, specifically something with, uh, diagrams or pictures in it, uh, would be preferable. Um, yes. Do you, do you have like a list of, like of these things written? She could probably go find a bunch of them. Oh, I happen to have a list and a whole about a sheet of ideas I've had, um, also, uh, I'm kind of looking for a book on um, different styles of armor through the ages. Um, also, uh, if you have any um, books on simple ritual spells uh, that I could look up. Uh, and then finally, um, uh, I've been caring a lot about the 12. Uh, and there was one in particular I wanted to look up. I think their name is Noldthal. I just wondered if you had anything on on that one. We have quite a bit of new information from uh, our regent. Luckily, he has uh, procured quite a bit of information on the uh, 12 here. It's a very uh, interesting religion. I am still a member of the church, but uh, it's interesting to know more about our history. Uh, as far as magics go, unfortunately, my dear, we uh, cannot loan those out except for to students, so I do apologize for that. And as far as armors go, we uh, definitely have a number in our new Machini situation over there. She points kind of off to the left-hand side. Um, and she says, uh, as far as beasts go, you should find, or we would have some picture books, perhaps, from the children's section that I could find for you. Yeah, anything you can look up would be great. Very good. And she has the entire time you notice as she only has one eye on you. Her left eye has been reading this book the entire time. <laughs> like It is moving by itself. Um, and she has been reading and co holding a conversation with you at the same time. So um, it's odd just to see her left eye like moving as her right eye is trained on you. Uh, but she reaches down with her right hand, uh, still flipping pages with her left, and she uh, fills out some information on, like, this uh, card that looks like a bookmark, um, and it has a number on top uh, listed as number 39. And she says, just put this on the end of your table, dear, and we will send the books to you as soon as possible. Thank you. You're I'll very welcome. Card and... Find a table, I suppose. Alright. Um, so you guys go and, uh, Marquise, was there any information you wanted in the library, or? Uh. <coughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, so, well, to start, I uh, just wanted to see if they had any, uh, alchemical 
inspections? Um, but, uh, we used to maybe get an idea on new recipes and stuff. I'm just trying to find some way to in lore bring in all these changes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, this is us uh, uh, eroding the new uh, alchemist class. Um, but yes, she uh, has a number of new theories uh, section that she can bring you. So um, she says, we'll put it down on the same card that your friend took. So we'll be to your table shortly. Okay. Um, so you all take a seat. And uh, within, oh, I would say about... Uh, ten minutes or so. Um, one of the uh, war machine or the warforge actually like walk over to you with a pile of books. Um, they are um, rather kind of tall and lanky, um, and it seems like it seems like they were modeled after like mannequins uh, a little bit. So they have kind of a smoothish uh, exterior. Um, <laughs> And um, it's very interesting as they have, like, these Near Eastern style robes on. So, like, uh, almost kimono style, uh, stylization, travel robes. Um, and uh, they set down uh, the books on your table and, like, take your card and say, Will there be anything else? I don't think so, but you're so elegant, do you model? And you see it kind of computing for a second, and it's like, I have... It says, uh, yes, how did you know I have modeled for a number of the art classes? I don't know, I guess it's just instinct, you know, beautiful folk like us. Yes, quite. Uh, and it, like, bows kind of a, a deep, like, hit bow at you and uh, returns to its duties as it dropped off uh, a stack of books for you guys to uh, peruse. So, which ones are you starting with? Um, <laughs> I will flip through the uh, children's uh, animal books, I guess, and see if there's any... Um, any beasts in there that uh, have a decent picture with a lot of teeth uh, that uh, might make a good polymorph for myself. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me. Uh, let's just do an investigation. Investigation? Yeah. Okay. Investigation would be nine. Nine? Um, a lot of these pictures are like children, you know, pictures for children, like a little cartoonish. Uh, so uh, you get the perception that perhaps, um, perhaps a lot of the uh, pictures in these tomes that were dropped off for you aren't, uh, aren't going to be something that, um, may be beneficial for a polymorph, uh, except for when you do get to uh, the end of one of the books, um, you do find, like, oddly enough uh, for this particular book, like, a diagram, like, scientific-style drawing um, of an alligator. So, uh, and a pretty detailed description on what exactly is an alligator, which is 
very strange for you having grown up on the Salt Coast, uh, not really seeing uh, these creatures before. Okay. Um, and then uh, I guess, yeah, I would just probably dive into um, probably um, uh, books on the 12, uh, flipping through looking specifically for things on Nullthal uh, and uh, trying to understand the interaction I had so many weeks ago with them. Certainly. Um, so, you do flip uh, across a number of uh, the 12 in this book, but are you just kind of trying to single down right now for uh, Nalthal? Um, yeah. Uh, pro yeah, probably him because, like, Supposedly, that is who attacked me, and like I just want to know what, why they attacked me, and like what their purposes are. Sure. So, um, it's just jumping to Nalthal's um, section. Um, Nalthal is uh, sometimes one being, but is actually made up of two beings, uh, two twins, in fact. Um, Nald and Thal. Um, so, they are, uh, mostly known as, uh, most people don't, uh, speak of the Twelve by their, uh, actual full name, uh, but they are known collectively as the Traitors, as most of the time, um, they have duality of being the overseers of, uh, both the afterlife, as well as commerce. Um, they are also uh, astrally aspected to the fire element. Traders with a, with a T? T R A D E R S. Tra like tradesmen. Traders. Traders. Okay. Um, they're like symboled um, that anybody who worships them uh, would carry is actually an old uh, gold coin that used to be traded many years ago called a gill with um, either side projecting one face, either Nald or Thals. So, um, they, like I said, uh, oversee not only commerce, so a lot of people who um, are tradesmen or uh, merchants would worship Nalthal if they were uh, worshipping the Twelve. But also, a lot of people pray to Nalthal uh, for um, anything to deal with the afterlife. They are not the god of death. They are ushers uh, of the dead. Basically, um, they're the thing that is descriptive as keeping, um, keeping track of a person's worthiness. To enter into the astral heavens. Um, those who they judge, they weigh on a scale. Uh, their good deeds versus not so good deeds. And they weigh them with guild coins. If they are found as kind of mediocre or median in life, they are returned to the life stream where they nourish the earth and are reborn for another chance at trying to reach uh, a better ending or a better life if they are judged 
have done so, then their farriers take them to the astral heavens, uh, to the halls of whichever twelve that uh, they worshipped. The person has been judged as a terrible person, or just overall evil. They are plucked from the life stream and sent to one of the nine hells, depending on which crimes they committed in life. Of the duties of Nalthal, their main duties were not only to judge souls and to um, bring some luck to tradesmen, uh, but also to make sure that the life stream continues to work uh, and uh, continues to nourish the earth. So things like Ashkin or Undead, um, things that disrupt uh, the natural flow of the Green Word are usually hunted down by uh, clergy members of Naldthal. Or, in the worst cases, Naldthal's avatar themselves. So yeah, that is kind of the uh, main bit of information um, here. So what, what other books did you have? You had the, the, the Book of Beasts? In the book of you had the the book of the twelve. What was it? Um, beasts, Nolpal, and then uh, she, oh, she didn't give you the book of rituals. Right, uh, armor. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, I want I want to flip through the armor and see if I can find anything like draconic styled armor and try and understand if if I can find out where Milo's attackers came from. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, I mean, go ahead and make me an investigation, um, more investigation check here, uh, as you're looking through this portion. Can I give her advantage? Yeah, Since I, I mean, I'm just sitting there, I'm not really helping either of them, Absolutely. but I could be. Good. Investigation? Yep. Um, that is going to be a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, so you do find a section on uh, draconic style armors, um, mostly detailing like how they're made, what materials are needed. A lot of it is actual dragon parts, like dragon scales, dragon skin. Um, you're not finding anything like close to the stylization of what you saw on Milos' attackers until you get to the end. Uh, of the section like you're about to give up hope but you get right to the end and you see a familiar looking uh, stylization of a helmet uh, the one particularly that Bergen was wearing um, and as you guys look you see that um, there's not much information on how this particular armor set was made um, and Attempts to recreate it have failed, um, but the information that you do get from this particular armor is that uh, this stylization of armor was found in a dig of a high elegant ruin, and that the only thing that they found with the armor um, was a title placard that said Judge Bourbon. So there was a actor that said Judge, Judge Bergen. Judge Bergen. Yeah. So the dude that we knew his name 
it was just there. The book is basically just telling us this. He was out again. Uh, the date uh, on this particular piece is actually from about 500 years ago. So they found this helmet 500 years ago? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Huh. Well, we know that... Uh, I don't remember who it was. One of Joker's friends could raise the dead, right? Right. So for all we know, one of them rose, rose the dead um, and brought back judge and maybe lost control of him or maybe specifically was sent to inject me with some bullshit uh but yeah i mean either they can raise the dead they just took the name and they're some sort of copycat or they're 500 years old maybe they found an elixir of youth i look over at marquise is that a thing maybe <laughs> I, I figured you were looking at books about I didn't know if it was something you found something in there about like a youth potion do we have to you know like I'm sure there's something uh, I don't know that it would last that long but uh, to I mean I'm sure if you seems like a long time 500 years I mean, when was the last um, calamity the last calamity was 800 years ago <laughs> it was 800 years ago Becky Oh my god, you like read that in this book here. Yeah, I literally just said. Someone left this out on the middle of the table. You just read that. <laughs> I could have just known that. You don't know. Anyway, um, so. Yeah. It was 500 years ago they found this helmet. So maybe someone took the helmet and, like you said, it's just pretending to be him. Or they really res- were resurrected. Who knows? Or maybe it's an Earth K and. Like the armor is possessing. Oh, it could be cursed. That's that's a possibility too. I mean, do we want to try and find out more about this Judge Bergen? Maybe there's some Allegheny history books. Oh, I'm I want to dig through my packs, and um, I have those volumes of books about ancient Baron. I want to flip through and see if I can find anything about Bergen. Um. Yeah, I won't require a check from this uh, because there's no mention of anything Allegan uh, in the books. Okay. Well, I mean, I can go ask uh, Dira uh, if there's any types of books like that. I mean, I can always ask tomorrow when, I, when I'm under the knife. I mean, yeah, I have, you know, time to look stuff up while you're, um, you know, being dissected. So. Don't remind me. <laughs> All right. We'll cut back to um, Ellie. Uh, as you dodge out of this uh, uh, closet trying to uh, find the other two members of your posse, um, you see as Poppy is like trying to put her nose to the ground, but she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I. Well, hey, well, we'll just. I mean, we, we'll find them. I'm, we'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just start going forward. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take you long because uh, you are going down the hallway for about five minutes before you start hearing like Asher's voice as Asher and Din. Uh, the two of you were taken into this office that looks like a mad scientist's place. Uh, there's a number of like different magical implements and like um, glasses and um, 
like magnifying glasses and uh, charged crystals and there's like electricity between a couple of uh, like large conductors and um, look and you see like behind some glass cases a number of really gnarly looking items that have been locked behind some enchantments um, and a couple of them even rattle when you come in with the site like they start rattling in the cases like a couple of the other like uh, items, there's like a helmet, uh, there's a couple of other things in there that just start rattling against the glass as soon as you come in with a scythe. And, uh, as, uh, as she's pulling you in, she, uh, starts kind of looking around and she's like, oh, they must not really like, uh, like the guy you're attached to, so. I don't either. <laughs> well, uh, let's see what it's all about. And, uh, she, like, Pats down on top of this, uh, like, big metal slab that seems to appear from the floor as it, like, raises up. And she's like, go ahead, hop up on here. And she, like, yanks you up. She doesn't give you the option of jumping on it. She just kind of yanks you over the table. <laughs> um, and she, uh, like, starts playing with the scythe. And she, she cannot move it uh, from any portion on your body. Uh, but she is like, okay, um, why don't you go ahead and, and put it on your back? Lay down face flat. Okay. Heard someone say that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, like takes a closer look and starts to like uh, move a number of different spheres and her glove around it, and she goes, "Ooh, this is a pretty nasty piece of, uh, of voidware you have here." Voidware. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, this particular person, thing, um, whatever, entity we'll call him, uh, has attached itself to your soul, so that's probably not good. Um, but, you know, as Void Scent do, um, well, I mean, we could certainly try to free you of it, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you, this, this thing could kill you. Like... <laughs> I died before. And she kind of looks at you and is like, okay. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't remember when, but I died a couple weeks ago, I think. It was like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> she says, well, I mean, this thing, once, once a void scent gets attached to somebody, it's real hard to, you know, get him out of there. Usually you have to appease it some way. How do you appease them? Well, you usually give it whatever it asks for as long as you know where to draw the limits. Wants blood and souls. Well, I mean, that's pretty typical for a void scent. But, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's up to you, but until you appease it, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Is there a way we could take it, like, back to the void? I don't think it wants to go back to the void. Those void scent want to be here. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, if you somehow got him unattached from it, so you could probably, if you are capable of summoning uh, a void portal, toss it back in, but uh, I'd say that it would probably fight you tooth and nail the entire time. So, there's that. We still have that artifact of the dog that can travel. They can do what? We can travel through. Oh. Going back. One. One person. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
always drop it off. Yeah. We can drop it off. We'll still get it. We're gonna <laughs> unattach it first. So she says, sorry, I mean, like I said, I could definitely try to, um, try to, but there's a good chance that you might damage your soul in the take, so. Well, I've seen that happen to people. Good um, Ellie, you're now in the room as well, hearing this this end of this conversation, so. I wouldn't recommend fracturing your soul. You did it for, for Becky. Yeah. I don't know what the consequences of that are. Um, and I don't, I, I would like to be the only one in our party to have to find that out. I don't think we can get much stuff done if this is... Well, what does it need? Holes. And as you were um, watching these two talk, you see as uh, Kriska has uh, begun to like look over, um, look over Ellie, and she's got like a pair of like goggles and is like looking around at her, and uh, she starts kind of pushing her towards Asher a little bit. Excuse me. Uh, just an experiment. Okay. Um. Did you know that you have an attachment as well? Where have you all been? Oh, okay. So <laughs> my friend Becky had this book that is, like, hella dark, and I picked it up to try and see if I could figure out how to bring her back from the dead because she died, and her soul got trapped in the void. Um, and then when I opened the book, something Was dark... Was it a black came... book, black binding yeah. with black pages? yeah. Kind of etched in yeah, writing. Yeah, and I opened it. And she it. points towards one of the cases, and there's a very similar book Don't in the cases. <laughs> Don't tell Becky that's here. Don't tell Becky that's here. Yeah, something like that. I opened it, and then something went into my body, and it, I think it's still there. And then we went to the void. Um, we Things happened. Bad things. Some good things. got Becky back. Well. Are you looking at my soul? Sort of. Um, I... How much of it's left? There's a dent in it. Okay. Um, but this this little attachment, like I said, he's uh, kind of a little guy compared to, and she points towards the scythe, and uh, she says, I, I've got an experiment, if you both don't mind. Um, usually avoid center, not too fond of each other. Okay, let's give it a go. Okay. Anything for Asher. Um, why don't you, uh, why don't you... Grab onto that. The scythe? Yeah. You can. No, it's already attached to him. Don't worry, it won't be stuck to you two. Although that would be hilarious. I just reached out with both hands and I grabbed the Freaky handle. Freaky Friday. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah as and, and Troy. <laughs> as Asher is like laid out on this table, and you reach out and grab the scythe that's uh, attached to his body. Uh, the rest of you see like. Ellie, you're kind of thrown back a little bit as this, like, uh, that that black wisp that entered you um, when the uh, book had been opened and you had read it. Um, when it had attached itself to you, um, you guys see as this wisp is, like, drawn out, like there's this power vacuum from the scythe, and it just... And, Asher, you see the scythe, like, begin to glow, like, right up by your head, and... Pretty good. You got that one one strength back. That's what it needed. <laughs> did you just eat it? <laughs> did you? Did we just feed it a soul? So. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty neat, actually. Well, we don't have any more of those. I mean, a lot of different things do. I mean, you know, ethically speaking. Uh, now that it's got what it wants, can we 
Detach it? Yeah. Is this like now or never? Oh, oh no, that was just a little morsel. Oh, that was just an appetizer? Yeah. What is it indeed? Uh, I'm assuming more? Souls? Or blood? Whatever it said it wanted. What does it want? Both. I slap my hand on the blade. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a, um, a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> you were ribbon. Yeah, my my <laughs> stealer soul might have to go to the void again. Twenty one. Ah. Okay. Asher, I need you to roll me a spell attack. A spell attack? Mm-hmm. Twenty-three. You guys see as Ellie's hands become fused to the site and it starts like drawing this essence off of her. Um, Ellie, you are now minus one intelligent point. It'd be minus two for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make that happen. As oh, I didn't mean to roll. You, Please ignore. You feel this inner essence uh, of yourself start to drain away, and the rest of you look down at Poppy and see Poppy like start to fade away. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I need that! And you see on, as Kriska like, takes this pull from uh, her hip and like extend it out and push you away from it and she's like that's not smart I mean please don't die in my office you can die elsewhere you didn't tell me <laughs> my hands I'd be more worried about your soul I don't that thing just ate uh, quite a big chunk of it it grew back that's not how souls I work I didn't think so Listen, I've been giving up pieces of my soul to summon things for a while, so it's already missing a little bit. Asher, until you, um, until you take a long rest, uh, you have a plus, uh, 2d6 necrotic to all of your damage. Does that, does that intelligence oh. come back? and the rest of them are all fine. <laughs> I mean, they're with an academic. They're probably okay, right? I would assume so. They're not going to do anything stupid. <laughs> right. A teacher won't let them get hurt. Oh, I didn't do that. Okay, so you you touch it next. <laughs> Listen, Milo said don't touch it. Did I forget to tell you? <laughs> 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 oh, Dan! I'm the one with the least amount of soul to give! And I'm giving it for him and Becky! You guys owe me half a soul. <laughs> okay. Um so at this point, Chris is like, listen, this is all interesting, but if you continue to touch that thing, you are going to die. And so, while, great. while that's very, very interesting to me, I don't need the paperwork to have to fill out somebody dying in my office. I respect that. Okay, so what do we do about that? Because that seems like it's going to be a problem. You feel great. Well, I mean, there's... It's because you ate my soul. I didn't, you, you fed it my soul. Your soul. There's I'm the... not going to be able to go to the far plane when I die. I'm going to haunt you. Okay, <laughs> Perfect. We'll both haunt you. <laughs> and she says, well, I mean, uh, from 
my standpoint, there's probably three different paths you could take to deal with this thing. Either you embrace it and um, feed, know, it. feed it, uh, do what you need to do with it, or find a more holy path. Like I said, that's not my area of expertise. Uh, or perhaps there's some way you could dispel it using more ancient knowledge than what we have here. So that's the the best thing that I can tell you that I got, unfortunately. Poppy, are you okay? Poppy's like shaking a little bit and is like hissing at the sight. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> You should, you should uh, take a trip to the void and go slaughter some stuff. Right. Can I uh, put the blade away now? What's that? Can I like get rid of it or is it still stuck to me? Oh no, it's still stuck to oh, you. Okay. I thought maybe if it fed I could... Uh... How often does that thing need to be fed? I don't didn't come with rules. It said blood or souls, not both. I want my soul back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like supporting artists? Do you like nerdy things like Dungeons and Dragons? Then Co-op Creations SD is the store for you. You can find adorable dragons, menacing mind flayers, and jealous jelly cubes to accompany you on your adventures. Need a way to safely transport your math rocks? Then their homemade dice bags will keep your click clacks warm. Stop on by their Etsy page soon, as stock is limited. Are you wondering what your favorite wacky nerds are up to? Search for Campaigns of the Plains on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and make sure to follow and like us to keep up with all our content and news. You might also find exclusive content for fans only. Remember to catch us on YouTube every Friday at noon for a new episode of Campaigns of the Plains. Um... So yeah, it's about this time, uh, Milos, that you see um, this um, tiny little turtle uh, male kind of shuffle up to you, and he says, uh, "You're Milos, yes?" Oh, why, yes. Um, and you are? I I am the Regent's aide. He's summoning you all to to supper. It's nearly time for for dinner so he wanted to make sure that you were aware oh yes uh please let uncle zesty know we'll be there very soon uh, certainly certainly and he like starts to uh do his little total waddle back out the direction that he came and i'll talk into my earring and be like hey din can you relay the message uh that it's supper time and we should meet up at the palace yeah i won't forget this time you you forget last time? Uh, the last message, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, Asher can hear this too. I don't know why he didn't say something, but okay. About what? Not the site. Oh, I don't remember him saying that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is broadcast to the entire group. Okay. Like, this isn't just me talking to Din. Uh, um, minus Ellie, of but, course. Yeah. Except for Ellie. <laughs> right. Ellie's still shrieking in the background. <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, do you want to meet in the courtyard? We can head out from there. I'm assuming you guys are almost done. I think we're done. I feel great. That's good to hear, Asher. Hopefully you removed the curse. No, but I feel good. I don't. <laughs> I can't hear that, nope. so. <laughs> I can hear Asher then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
you guys uh, head out, and from the campus, you just take, uh, there's a Did pretty I... big set of stairs to the north uh, from the campus directly uh, that leads straight to the Amber Palace. So on a scale of one to missing half my soul, how much shit do I look like? Uh, you look pretty rough. Probably wouldn't uh, sacrifice anymore. Yeah, well. Anyway. Things I do for my friends, right? You guys are all greeted um, at the palace. Um, not that many guards around. Uh, a little more than there had been on uh, the Sparks campus. Um, but... <laughs> A couple of them greet you and say, uh, you must be Prince Milos. Uh, right inside, they uh, are having dinner in the interior hall. Oh, yeah, I, I remember I used to play in that room. I know exactly where it is. Um, they send you on inside. Yes, the, the interior hall is actually one of the smaller uh, dining rooms, mostly made for... Um, more of an intimate setting uh, rather than a large banquet or anything like that. So um, you guys get there and um, Zezariku greets you all and uh, introduces you to um, the rest of his polycule. So um, he introduces you to uh, an aura that uh, has kind of this uh, emerald scaling named Jasper. Uh, and then also introduces you to um, this Guado female named Layla and uh, one other of Polycule. Um, she's kind of this tall, humanoid looking uh, female, stark white hair. Um, she has kind of this, um, what you've seen before with um, Joker. Uh, the Imperial Eye, Third Eye, as they call it. Um, so she must be from the Empire, or was at some point in time. Um, and her name is Sharice. Say that again. Sharice. Sharice. Mm -hmm. So, um, he introduces you all, uh, and then you guys get a... A uh, number of uh, appetizers started, um, clams in the half shell, um, a number of far eastern dishes as well, since you're so close to the coast, um, some uh, half sea urchins, and uh, other number of, like, fish dishes, uh, as well as uh, some herbal tea, and he says, well... I hope you found the city to your liking so far. And I heard what you've done for uh, my dear beloved, so I, I thank you all for that. And there should be anything else you need in your time here. Just let me know, and I'd be glad to do what I can. Within reason, of course. Does anyone speak up? Um, <clears throat> Becky would say... I, yeah, so we were at the library earlier, and I was looking for some ritual spells, and they said that I had to be a student to get access to those. I was wondering if, you know, maybe you knew someone that could maybe just loan me a book or something about. I apologize. Unfortunately, the uh, school is its own governing body, so um, I can 
donate things to them and ask them, but there may be some time before they would um, acquiesce to me. Ugh, okay. You might just have to go buy some books. Okay. We're talking to Zesty, right? Do you know anyone that mm-hmm. can, like, remove a curse? I mean, all those that I would know would be at the, um, at the university. But that curse is too intense for them, so we need somebody even more good at removing curses. Well, unfortunately... Like a priest. I... And he touches the uh, the symbol, you know, that he has kind of on pinned to his little half cape that he has uh, around his shoulders. And he says, uh, I put a lot of faith uh, in the Twelve, but, I mean, there's only so much that the clergy can do. If you need a miracle, perhaps you best speak to the Twelve yourselves. I don't... I don't know. Is that an option? How do I do that? Imagine praying. Okay, who wants to do that? I don't think one just simply suddenly prays and then gets a miracle. Okay, have you tried? <laughs> Number of times that he like looks down and the rest of the polycule like look down as well as they... He says, I prayed for a number of miracles. Uh, apparently it took a while, but eventually uh, they were answered since you were able to do something about it. Right. Have you gone to visit the temple? Or just there? No, have Oh. Not since, um, not since she'd been crystallized. No, but <laughs> now that she is beginning to heal, I think we shall make a journey. Probably on the morrow. Maybe the, maybe the Grand Maester would be able to help us. Grand Maester? I mean, he's like the head of the church, isn't he? Yeah, but he's good. I would get you. <laughs> Why would we lie and say that he's deceased? Because we're because it's public knowledge is that he is. I don't think that Vizira Raj is dead. Well, for shit, he knows. Okay. <laughs> See, he knows that the Grand Maester's not dead. What about the one before him? Oh, he most certainly, from the last of our reports, is dead. I look around at everybody to like get recognition that I want to tell him. Just, like, gauge the room. I'm looking at you intently. Like, do you trust this guy? Of course I trust my uncle Zesty. Does anyone... I mean, other than the one disapproval from Ellie, does anyone else give me anything? I have something to tell you guys. Becky's eating cheese, and she's (laughs) like, oh my god, I haven't had cheese. Actually, in relation to all of this, um, so if you trust Zesty, then I guess I trust Zesty. You start, and I'll finish. Um, well, the previous Grand Maester, um, was not murdered, and is still very much alive. He, uh, you see a Zazariku, like, um, leans a little bit on one, uh, elbow and, like, kind of strokes the tiny little bit of soul patch that he has, and he says, really? We're wanted for his murder, but we didn't kill him. We're, we're, help- we're working with him. Huh. That leads me to my second point. A message from him like um, minutes ago. Uh, before Ellie starts, I want to inside check him to see if he knew that or if this is like uh, surprising in a good or a bad way. Yeah, go ahead and roll insight. Great, but we'll see. Give it a roll. That's a 16. 16? Uh, he seems more uh, 
like this is new information, but this could be very good information for him. Okay, so I mean that's not it's it's new information as in he didn't know, but it's I I have no reason not to trust him. So I go ahead. Okay, so I got a message from the Grand Maester, the old Grand Maester that we like that isn't the evil redheaded asshole. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 capital is in a lot of danger. Um, and the dead can't make it to the far plane, so there's just a bunch of fiends all over the city and, and fireflies, um, and he needs our help to, get, you know, stop that from happening. Um, so we're going to need to go back to the capital at some point, but he advised that we go to, um... Zephyrus! Zephyrus to gear up, and he's going to send word to the temple that we're going and that they need to give us stuff and also so that I can get Leviathan. Um, so we need to go to Saphras and then we need to go to the capital where we're wanted criminals and we'll be killed on sight. So that's great for us. It's great for us. I mean, we'll get it. Well, uh, perhaps, but <clears throat> given all of this news, uh, I would say that, uh, Perhaps all the capital's forces are focused on capital problems, so this could be a good time to start planning a counterattack against Vizira. Yes? Do any of you know who is in charge in Emerald? It's some red-headed guy. I don't remember his name is. He used to be the leader of the, the guard. Guard. And he told himself that he was the new... Leader of the whole town. I don't remember what the hell his name is. I I, I was told it last game and I didn't write it down. No, the leader of Emerald. Your home. Yes, that's what he's speaking of. Isn't that Bergen? Bergen's dead. So that's not. Oh, Bergen's dead. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, I don't. Do I know who the leader is? Uh, kind of de facto. Um, uh, like, there's not really. It was actual, Ilar. Yeah, there's not really an actual. Oh, Ilar. Commune. Um, I mean, Ilar's been taking charge of things. Is there any way that you could uh, get a message to this person for me? None of us have that capability. Ability to send messages at a distance. Damn. Well, you know, I did see that they had all those uh, little birds in the campus. Uh, maybe if we could get one of those, we could uh, send them a message. Unfortunately, uh, the sparrows have a very short distance and a, a very low battery life, so uh, travel. It was worth a shot. Yeah. Travel outside of the city is. Wait, uh, did he awful. give us some way to contact him? I can't remember now. He did not. Okay. What do they use for battery? Hmm? What do they use for battery? Uh, mostly charged crystals. <coughs> um. I mean, does anybody at, at the in the in the the school? You trust enough to send him a message? I could give them a very detailed description of him. I would like to involve as little people as possible because while your information may, no offense, uh, be solid, I would like to involve as little people as I can if I am to do what I like because if spies or a mage would interrupt this trading of information, we could be found out, and fortunately, a counterattack could fail. I I have an idea. So, if we can get an object to someone, 
I could cast um I could cast magic mouth on it and so it would only speak the message when it's in proximity of him. So that's a way we could, you know, keep it secret. But how are we gonna get it to him? I don't know. We have to find him first. I mean, I can scry on him and see if I can f- find where he is. Yeah. I'm throwing out ideas. I'm an idea person. <laughs> well, I like where all this is going. Uh, perhaps we touch base on it later. Let's... Wait. You. When, when we were there, somebody sent us a message through their summon. Can you take messages, Poppy? Poppy's like... Meow. Mm. I don't know how Poppy would get to him in a short amount of time, but somebody did send me a message from someone, so I don't know how to do that. It was Master Gregorius, and he's probably a higher level summoner than well. you. <laughs> but I like this thought, but let's not dwell on it. Let's continue to feast. Um, um, there's something else <coughs> you should know. Um, yes? Since you want to attack the capital and stuff. Um, there's like a really big Machina underneath it. Hmm. Really, really big. Uh, Marquis knows more. Um, yeah, I think it was something... I mean, Becky's supposed to be the battery for it. What? To destroy... The... Listen, we had a really long time in the void where we saw an alternate universe of all of this nonsense, and it was... It was a lot... Perhaps this isn't something, no offense, I, I thank you for your confidence, but perhaps not something you should speak of so openly as you never know who is listening. Becky just thousand yard stares. <laughs> While I like to think that the Ember Palace is unapproachable by outside ears, I cannot guarantee it, so best to keep that information to yourself. What's the fastest way for us to get to that one place? That one place? Yeah, the... Saffris? Saffris. What? We, ha- we have means of transportation. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, let's continue to eat uh, and perhaps touch on this uh, later. And more courses are brought out. Um, uh, some sushi-style dishes, rice, uh, onigiri, things like that. Um, a lot of Near Eastern style dishes, which, uh, Zagreus seems to really indulge upon, and, uh, Saki is passed out, uh, to everyone who will imbibe. What is this? It's rice wine. It smells very alcoholy. <laughs> uh, there's also plum wine as well, if you would care for instead. Otherwise, there's tea. No, we drank too much that one time, and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can have both of mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, it's getting late uh, in the evening, and uh, Zazarigo bids you all uh, farewell, and that he will be in touch should you need anything else. Uh, and he speaks with you, uh, Milos, and he's like, just let me know before you leave the city, that way I can say my farewells. Of course, Uncle Zesty. I wouldn't dream of it. Uh, he bids you all... A good night. Um, and you all make your way back to your hotel. On the way back, something is following you guys through the streets as you move. And you hear, like, the sound of, like, 
claws on the on the cobblestone, but not like claws like hound claws, like uh, those style of claws, not like cat claws. Are we supposed to go to that one um, our beds spot before we went to bed? I mean, we can go talk to Jarek, um, and perhaps Nico would be there as well. What's but what, what's following us? Go ahead and make me an investigation check. Okay. I get a seven. Um, whatever is tailing you, um, you're not quite sure what. Uh, does my passive perception of 19 catch anything? Uh, definitely does catch something moving what? kind I've of got in the corner. 21! What? I've got a passive <laughs> perception of 21! But you're actively, like, looking uh, back for it. Okay. You're not just, like, catching something out of the corner of your eyes, so... Well, I'm assuming the perception is why I saw it, so... Yeah. Um, I'll try to figure out what's going on. Thirteen. Thirteen. It's good enough. Is this thing is is catching, uh, keeping to the shadows, um, but it's not like super trying to hide itself. Um, you guys look back, and there is um, this like bigger, like kind of gray uh, wolf that seems to be uh, following you, and is actually like locking eyes on Din. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go for the dog. Uh, so the dog kind of steps out into the light when it sees you and starts, like, running up to you. Not, like, aggressive run, but, like, a dog that's not seen you in a while dog. I know this dog. You know this dog. Um, this dog... One second. Yo, dog. Yo, dog. I heard you like dogs. We put a dog in your dog. Um, give me one <laughs> second. Um, so this dog, uh, is an older dire wolf, uh, companion to, uh, Avenar. And uh, he immediately goes up to Din and, like, starts, like, licking your face and, like, doing the dog whisper, like, whimper, like, it hasn't seen you in a while. Uh, and it, like, is, like, moving around you. And... I imagine this dog really bigger than me. What's that? This dog's really bigger than yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. This dog is definitely something that you used to ride around on as a kid uh, and is has maybe even grown bigger since then. Um, but... You think for a second, you're like, why? Why is dog here? Why is dog here? Um, and you know this beastie, uh, as Abner calls him, uh, just calls him Fang. Um, and he, you look now and you see that he has this um, uh, neckerchief tied around his neck with something inside of it, packed away, like, underneath his chin, underneath the neckerchief. Um, and... He, like, nuzzles it towards you so that you can take it. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Um, so inside, there is a sphere. Something that you guys have seen before. Those um, cerulean spheres with the metal ring around the outside uh, that contained a recording. Or some such similar magic. Um, are you touching the runes <laughs> on the outside? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Of course, Dennis in the street. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Um, so... You touch this, and the sphere itself projects out onto the street uh, in front of you. And you can see uh, a couple of people with their back turned towards you. Um, they're uh, agree a male and agree a female. Uh, the agree a female has uh, this long lavender hair that's been kind of... Um, like pulled into a pony but it has like bones and fangs and uh other leather bands uh throughout uh her hair 
uh, brass wings, uh, tails and horns, um, and also the uh, male next to her is slightly taller than her, but not by much. Um, uh, this male has kind of short blonde hair, but like is missing like a couple of grooves right here where he may have been clawed on the side of the face. Uh, blue eyes, brass wings, tails and horned, of course. Um, and sitting next to these people, um, curled up uh, next to uh, the female is this large uh, snowy owl bear, and next to the other one is uh, a little red wormling. Um, and the woman goes, "Wait, wait! It's making noise! It's making noise!" And she like hits the guy a couple times, like slugs him, and he turns around. They must have been doing something, but they turn around. Uh, and you see the faces of your parents, Din, Ooh. and uh, they immediately like come up like a couple of parents that uh, may be doing Zoom for the first time as they like get real close to the sphere that uh, they're broadcasting to, and uh, the uh, firm voice of your father comes over and says, Din, Din, can you hear us? Din! <laughs> and like pokes it a couple times, and like uh the woman like slaps him upside the head and is like dummy she can hear us obviously avniar gave her or gave us a sphere to get a hold of her so she knows what to do she's smart that's my mom and my dad hi and they look around and they're like oh hi other people too wait is live <laughs> yeah holy shit we won't ever see recordings <laughs> it's live it's live uh yeah uh, hi! Hi, Jen's mom and dad! Hi! And you see now as the, the owlbear and the, the wormling hearing your voice didn't like come up to the, the sphere as well and are like licking it and like the owlbear is doing the little clacky noise that the, uh, that the owls kind of do with their beaks a little bit at the sphere to use. So they're definitely recognizing you and you see as Dirk like uh, sneaks out of your collar and is like like flicking his tongue at the uh, sphere too. So, oh. um, and they say, "Oh, we we wanted to touch in with you. We haven't heard from you in months. Um, once you passed the the second set of mists, we haven't received any letters. But then, uh, Abiyar says that he got something terrible, and then um, your mother like slaps your dad on the back again and is like, "Go get him.'" And, like, you hear him be like, oh, right, duh, and he, like, runs <laughs> off and um, disappears for a little bit. And she, your mother just now looks at you and says, so, how have you been? I made a lot of friends, and then I gained some friends. Uh, yeah, I have two sets of friends. Did you wrestle anything else? I have a bear. And you I have a bear? a bear? Yes! And she looks over at the owl bear who's like making like shrill uh, noises, and she's like, "Don't worry, Hoots. She still <laughs> loves you too." He's not as big as you, but he might be. And Hoots like gets mad and starts like doing the head side thing and like uh, making just angry bird noises at the sphere. Should go visit your parents. Yeah. Wait, fun. through the mist. Mists? Oh, yeah, there's a couple walls. Put me in a cage, <laughs> or in your little your little dome thing. <laughs> um, so she's just kind of asking you a whole bunch of questions. What else did it? Uh, you know, what else have you done? Uh, who else have you seen? She's trying to catch up as much as possible, and then 
Um, your father returns, and um, you've only seen this a couple times, uh, but you know that Avignon likes to, um, when he is showing uh, new Beastmasters or teaching new Beastmasters how to uh, form bonds, he will actually um, change himself into uh, a full Gria form. No, nope. He has uh, shifted down into a full Gria form. So you guys see this, like, very bronze-looking, uh, very regal-looking Gria male with these pretty big wings and and uh, horns step into view of the uh, sphere, and he smiles this kind of fangy uh, smile and says, "Little Din, well, I." Uh, I'm glad that you have found so many friends, as he gestures to everyone, and he says, but um, on a more serious note, I did receive your message from your uh, hunter friend, and there are some things that you need to know about being a Beastmaster. You know how to form bonds with your beasts, but it is true that your totems can be destroyed. They are all destroyed. This cuts you off from them as they are stuck on the Wild Heart Plane, the one that you access to keep your beasts in. In the meanwhile, if you are completely cut off from the Wild Heart Plane, then the feral energy from that plane will reverberate that connection and drive you mad, drive you feral. So, be careful. Send me a message when you can. Is that what happened to the other girl? Orishé, yes. We've sent some of our hunters to your location to bring her back, but they won't be able to reach her for another month or so. Fortunately, there's nothing you can do once you've been driven feral, so keep your beasts safe. Okay. I've already lost a couple, and it was really hard. Death is a thing that happens, but that is a natural thing and won't cut you off from the beast in the Wild Hearth Plane. But if your totems are all destroyed... It's something that you have to be careful of. Okay, maybe you should keep them. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be a lich. And he says, we'll be in touch, but be careful for now, right? Mm-hmm. And he um, kind of bows at you and thanks everyone for um, helping Din find a little bit of calm. And he bows to you all and then uh, kind of makes his way off screen and your dad appears back on screen like up close and he like is like eyeball close and he is like bringing the little uh, red wormling uh, face up to the sphere and he says, um, make sure to come back soon. Soot misses you and this like little wormling just spits out a little, little cone of fire. Yeah, I'll come back when I can. All right, bye. Bye, Dad. And the little stream ends here in the street. They seem nice. <laughs> and uh, Fang like barks at you a couple times, and then he just like takes off. Oh, bye, Fang. So you guys are heading nice. over to Jerick's. Great. Oh, there's something I forgot to tell you guys. Um, the the void thing that was inside of my soul is gone now, because Asher's. Scythe ate it, mm. and then it ate part of my actual soul. More? Yeah. 
Just a little. A lot. I believe the words that the professor used was significant. Hmm. So, okay. So, don't touch it. I don't know if anyone's figured that out. Don't touch it. This news is disturbing, but also surprisingly normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, and, and, and obviously she didn't know how to get rid of the curse. Well, um, maybe the Grand Maester will know, or someone else of the faith. Um, we'll just have to keep looking. Uh, did, did the professor say anything else about how to get rid of it? She said to appease it. Yeah, it's, it, I feel great. As or... To, I feel great. Or she could try to remove it, but it might kill Asher. Or to find okay. some ancient magic that might work. Or religion, if all I mean, else. seek religion, we, I guess. We deal with ancient magic all the time, right? Like, I mean, look at half of me. I'm made of ancient magic, yes. Sure. So, uh, maybe, maybe we'll find more people knowledge. Oh boy, we're all just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are walking, have this conversation, um, you uh, head over to um, the kind of border between the Ember Market and um, where the guild was to kind of where Jarek's shop had been set up. And um, you start speaking. Jarek is speaking really fast at you, and he's like, oh, man, I hired a bunch of people. So uh, we're like cruising on this project so i'm actually a little scared because if i'm gonna be honest with you i don't have the best track record of getting things done they usually fail like right at the end but i've got a really good feeling about this so i have faith in you Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um but he's like it's so the prototype's almost done uh i thinking like late tomorrow we should be able to show you guys kind of what we have in store. I mean, we don't have the stadium built or anything like that, but uh, at least we can show you what it does. Um, but I uh, had another surprise for you guys, um, and he like calls out to somebody in the back, and he, uh, you guys see as this, um, this gentleman in his probably late 40s, early 50s, uh, kind of a, a regal-looking uh, beard with a couple of, like, uh, metal parts that have been like braided in uh, he has a pair of like goggles on top of his head and he's got this kind of long flowing ponytail that he's got like cinched down at the end of it um, he's got like this big belt on his side and he uh, steps out and jerk says uh, well, I'm going to introduce the uh, the headmaster or the headmaster headmaster whatever you're called of uh, the Machini place up there it sparks. Uh, say hi, Sid. And Sid's like, hey, everyone. How's it going? Did we already meet Sid? No. Okay. <laughs> he says, uh, so I've got weird news and I've got good news. Which one do you want first? First, how do we get a metal bird? What? <laughs> well, we, don't, we don't need it. It's only for short distances. It wouldn't work for our purposes. I know, I just want one. We don't need it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we just want one. We just want a metal bird. Okay. I tried to catch one. That we should get two. Well. We get two metal birds. How do we I get two birds. metal birds? Okay, that's <laughs> not the topic. Uh, I, I said, do you want weird news or do you want good news? Oh, weird. So the weird news is, uh, obviously we've 
been working on your ship with Nico. Um, it's a pretty interesting model, albeit a little old. We've been souping her up a bit, uh, and I've been checking out the engine. Uh, it runs on mist. Uh, I've seen this technology before because um, in all uh, openness, uh, and he kind of brings his goggles down, and you see he too has the third eye uh, of the Imperial, and he says, uh, all openness, I am uh, ex-Empire, but... That's why he did that one guy didn't like him. Oh. I get it now. That's why. No offense to you. <laughs> and he says, none taken. Do you know Gregor? I don't think they just know everyone from there. Oh, what means? He, uh, <laughs> he kind of looks at you for a second, and, um... He thinks, he thinks, he's like, Gregor Remnovikov? That sounds you right. Know, I didn't get a last, last name. name but yeah. <laughs> uh, sure, he's some military grunt. Okay. What about Prince number two? <laughs> Prince? Yeah. Uh, three? Is he two or three? Anyway. He's two second in line. Is he number two? Uh, I Pick don't number three, my lord. Okay. Yeah, Probably. Uh, I left it for a reason. So, anyway, uh, the weird news. Uh, I've seen this kind of tech before. It, um, weirdly enough, uh, has been used before a couple of cataclysms ago, before it was outlawed. And it was made by a guy named Sid. This may have been, too. Is it, right? That's where we heard the name Sid before, right? It was the person who made our ship. But this used to, this particular type of uh, machinery used to be used to tap into uh, the life stream and convert it into energy. Right. It's been outlawed since then, everywhere. <laughs> because it sucked the life stream out of the planet and nearly killed it. That, that seems fair. Well, the weird part this is, is that... This engine can take the mist and do the same thing with it, meaning that the mist is somehow related life stream. to the life stream. Wait, so does that... <coughs> when, how long has the mist existed? No definitive uh, record of it, but for basically as long as anybody has records. Okay, but it's related to the life stream, but sucking up the mist... Isn't destroying the life stream? I don't study the life stream. I'm just saying it's somehow related to one another, so... Okay. So we shouldn't fix the boat. Well, you don't have to worry about that. I, like I said, I've been fixing your airship and I'm outfitting it with a new engine to burn Cerulean, so... Okay, I don't know how much I trust Cerulean. Cerulean's a viable source. Sure, but it burns forever. That's the good thing to keep the engines going. It's great until it burns the desert forever. Ellie just non-flashes. <laughs> right. Well, be sure not to do that with the new engine. It's not us that does it. Well, sounds like you're going to probably need a crew then if none of you know how to steer it. Oh, no. We know how to drive it. We learned. We learned how to drive it. We had we a also, for like we also learned, minutes. We also learned how to crash it. Mm -hmm. I could tell that from and the shape that it was in. Fire walls oh, inside of it. Right. It is the same ship. Oh, I thought this was a model yeah, no, ship. No, nope. this is the same ship. Uh, but he says, well, I've got my crew working on it. It's an interesting uh, piece of equipment. How long until it's fixed? Probably 
tomorrow afternoon. Oh, perfect. I wonder if how we we could get to where we need to go a lot faster than with the ship. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant by we have alternatives. Yeah. Also, also, while fun. antiques are good and all, I've replaced all of the wood on the ship besides... So you know, it's fireproof now. Fire resistant. Well... Less likely to catch on fire. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I was not conscious, but I'm. my understanding is that's a good, very good thing. Did you repair the oddly body-shaped hole in one of the lower cabins? Uh, we just ripped all the wood out. That's good. I, that's good. We kept mainly the same shape-ish. Uh, a couple of, no offense, um, imperial modifications. But, um... You, that's, that's fine. Um, we found it underground in a cave, so... It is an antique. Yeah, a guy named Sid made it and designed the engine. That's what you just said. I know, it's just really co coincidence that you're a guy named Sid and you're modifying it for us. How old are you? That's rude. <laughs> I really... Listen, I'm young enough to know, or young enough to feel good about what I know how to do, so leave me to it. I attracted to Sid. <laughs> feel about. I don't know. That was. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I, yeah. I did. Um, oh. Becky, while they're speaking, make me a perception check. All right. Uh, uh a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. While everybody is speaking, and this is all fascinating and everything, um, you look, uh down the stairs into the Ember Market, and you see, while it is getting darker here, uh, you catch a number two, uh, two figures down in the Ember Market. Both of them, Gria. Both of them, ebony-winged Gria. Do they see me? No. They are currently, like, dealing with a couple of uh, people in stalls. Can I recognize, do I recognize these? Maybe not from this distance, uh, but it definitely uh, is probably somebody from your tribe. Um, I'm going to um, uh, change my uh, cape of disguise to just like pitch black. Okay. And kind of wrap it around me and pull the hood up and I'm going to kind of get a little close. They go ahead and roll me a, a stealth check with advantage since uh, you probably stick into the shadows. Yeah. They're not really looking for you. That's a whole 12. 12? It's enough. Like I said, they are not looking for you. Uh, DC was 10. Um, there is an, um, kind of an older woman, um, elderly, uh, Gria female kind of gray hair, um, curly, but pulled back, um, wearing the tabby of uh, an elder of your village. Um, you get close enough to overhear her speaking to the person in the stall, and you immediately recognize her as the only person in your village to have given you any sort of thoughts. Um, and even... Are you a couple of books, Miss Shinsetsu? Um, she is bartering over, uh, they brought some fish and uh, she's bartering over trying to get some herbs uh, from this particular stall. And you're kind of focused on her, but then 
the other person that is next to her turns just slightly enough for you to see this woman, this focal point of all the rage that you have ever held in your heart. There stands your mother, hasn't noticed you. There stands Bonnie Blaze. What do you think? Uh, um, I think she's just like l- leaning against the wall and just, just staring daggers at her. Um, and um, I, uh, she's just kind of like breathing really hard. Uh, and I don't think she notices until her hand starts to hurt that she's like grabbed the hilt of her dagger and it's just like white knuckling holding on to it. Um, I think holding herself back because maybe a few weeks ago she had this chance. She would have, but uh, in a month's time, she's like taken part in wars and literally died. And so I don't think she's she's bided her time this one. Um, as you feel that pain kind of course through your knuckle as you are just squeezing that dagger in your hand, the face turns and immediately sees you. And that is where we'll pick up next episode. Ah. So, make sure, guys, to uh, tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Campaigns of the Plains channel. Catch new material every Friday on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. 